Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Today is December 13th. How did this happen? It's the countdown to Christmas. I was so zen and indulging myself on little things here and there that I had zero ideas on gift giving. I think I finally have all of that sorted out. And I decided to add a little zip to my life and make a few things to give right before Christmas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's just, isn't that classic? So I I chose carefully because I am going to leave on the 21st and I want to make sure that all the things are done before I go. Now, my family isn't listening to the podcast except for my mom. So no big surprise and mom seeing some things on social media, but I, I made some wreaths for the nieces and they're so cute. They're I, I was inspired by the boho um, modern looking dream catchers on Pinterest. I took pom-poms from some pom-pom garlands that were on sale at Michael's, cut them off the garland string, glued them on an embroidery hoop. And uh, oh, before I put them on, I did lots of bright, shiny metallic whites and silver um, ribbons and I did a long length of ribbon. I folded it in half and then I um, looped it over the bottom of the wreath. Then I glued the pom-poms on and it's really cool. Kind of almost has this cotton candy unicorn theme thing going. My nieces are in their 20s and Maybe they'll like it. And if they don't, their kids will. <laughs> I just had so much fun. It was quick, easy glue gun. Remember, I indulged in $5, $6 and spent on a glue gun. And I've had the most fun with it. I've also um, working on some other glue gun projects. I'm, I'm still making some paper roses. Um, it's just fun. And it's light. It's no brain stress. And and I think, you know, as I got making all these things, um, I was like, wow, I, I think they would like a gift like this for Christmas. You know, Auntie, um, maybe I'm the one that's taken the place of all of the grandmas I had when I was a little girl who made all kinds of things. And I've saved after I used all of the crocheted blankets and um, socks, slippers, pillowcases, you know, all those things. And I saved them because it was very important to person that made it to me for me. And uh, so I think that they will love it. Now the, my niece has two children and I found a really super cute um, pattern. It's not pattern. It's just an idea. It's a little tiny 2D owl. And it has a little pocket on the front. And I thought, wouldn't that be cute to make a little stuffed owl? It's flat, two-dimensional, but stuffed. And then the pocket, you know, put like um, crayons or something art-inspired because they are into arts and crafts. So I've got great 
nephews and a niece. And if I really get on a roll, I may make some more for my grandchildren. But I'm thinking the owls for the grandchildren may be more for Valentine's Day because Grammy didn't plan well and <laughs> Grandma might have to send them out after the holidays. Oh my gosh. The other thing is as you get going through um, your bins of things that are, I don't call them UFOs. They're done. I just need to do like final touch work. Um, I have several knitted items that I just need to weave the ends in or add fringe to. And they've been sitting in the butt in the bin for quite some time. And I've decided they are coming out. They're getting finished and they're going to be a gift for someone because the intention when I was making them was that they would be a gift. And then they've sat there for nine months or more. And here I am at the last minute. It takes a little bit of motivating stress to get my get my mojo going and get in gear. I, is that happening to you? The older I get, the worse I get about it. When I was younger, I would have these things done. I was on it. By July, I had that Christmas in July thing going and I would have most all of my handmade gifts done. I mean, I've been making things throughout the year for people and it's not that I don't plan well. I don't know. Maybe this year it was just I was rather uninspired for what's hot, what's now, and what might be cool for people in their 20s and 30s. Uh, because now I'm finding, I feel like I have a little bit of generation gap with my children and my nieces and nephews of that age. And I'm not 100% sure what is cool and in. And then I decided at the last minute, there's some things I know, and I do go on Pinterest. So I mean, you can do research, but the rest of it is, I'm going to do what I think is cool and in. And maybe they'll come to understand how cool and in I think it is. <laughs> That's the danger, isn't it? Of giving a gift that you spend a lot of time on. Um, it's just, you think it's so cool and then you give it to somebody you're not sure that they think it's cool too. I don't mind giving handmade gifts and then people maybe not thinking it's cool, but I, I don't, I do get sad if they throw it away or if it is something that, you know, winds up being a dog toy or something. That makes me sad. Have you ever had anything like that happen? Unfortunately, I do know people who have. But I'm going to think positive and send a lot of positive vibes with these gifts. And as I'm rushing toward a deadline, it makes me feel like I am really, really participating in the holiday season because I was feeling a little, I don't know, flat about it. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, um, um, we get a lot of snow early and it felt like winter. There's no problem with that. But the issue is I just wasn't ready for the holidays. And I think that's been happening to me more and more in my 50s. I want to experience each holiday as it comes. You know, when fall comes, I want to experience fall. And Halloween, I want to experience Halloween. And Thanksgiving, I'm not ready for Christmas in October or November. But now that we are mid-December, I'm counting down. I'm feeling inspired. Went through some of my boxes in the basement of decor and got some of my key things that I wanted to have a more modern looking Christmas. So I put out my pom-pom flower pick that I bought at Michael's. I found a really cute 
wine bottle that was painted and decorated up as a old Saint Nick. I have my Santa Claus ceramic mug that was given to me in the early 70s by my kindergarten teacher. I have some pom-pom wreaths out. I have a little tiny ornament tree that holds four ornaments and I'm making ornaments to put on them. And I think uh, one is the spice filled one with succulents. One, I cut up um, some flowers that I bought at Michael's. They're all silver and aluminum. And it made me think of all of the trees in the 1970s that were all those silver aluminum trees. Do you remember those? Oh my gosh. So on my Facebook page, if you're into vintage things and think it's way cool and want to see how women dressed for Christmas parties, I posted a link and it uh, says middle-aged women taking, you know, pictures. And it's so cool because it's from mostly the 60s, maybe a little bit earlier, um, maybe some in the 70s. But they all had those silver aluminum Christmas trees. Yeah, 43 vintage snapshots of middle-aged women posti- posing next to their Christmas trees from the 50s and 60s. That's the name of the article. It's got one lady in her pajamas sitting on a tree. But the rest of them are way cool. They're wearing awesome cocktail dresses that are very holiday red and green. Um, Love in the 1960s hairdos piled on top of their head and many of them have drinks in their hands um they're beautiful some of the middle-aged women it made you think that back in the day they were all dressed in frumpy dumpy clothes no these women are fabulous and they um i think are so cool the thing that i find fun is the trend is uh, silver silver aluminum they used to call them aluminum trees back then and tons and tons of tinsel and I just love it you can see some people had themes some people had family trees and some people were very wealthy and some full some are Polaroid old old photos I just love it oh gloves yes oh have fun looking at it I had the most fun because I do remember people dressing like that and wishing that I could maybe I should lose a little weight and I'll make myself a dress it won't be for Christmas, but you know, I think by the time I got to be an adult, we were into casual and, um, I didn't have a lot of money either. And I'm way into super casual now with yoga pants and blue jeans, but maybe it would be fun to try to have one of these way cool outfits just for fun. Maybe I can update the dress that I wore to my son's wedding. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm having some great ideas. So that's my little uh, get myself going for Christmas. Um, I've been very inspired and having a lot of fun. We are in the cozy days. I'm going to reframe it from the dark, cold, drudgery days of winter, blah. We've only been having about three or four hours of daylight, and I'm not exaggerating. It's been a very snowy or rainy or stormy month or so with not lots of sun. So I am reframing it to cozy and I'm embracing the cozy and I am embracing the fact that winter is the time where we kind of hibernate and retreat. And I have had some great 
great things posted on my Facebook timeline. Um, the one is, was just yesterday. It's from a Monk Botanical Gardens website, and this was shared to me. And I'm going to read the quote by Rumi. And don't think the garden loses its ecstasy in winter. It's quiet, but the roots are down and they're down, but the roots are down there riotous. Let me read it again. And don't think the garden loses its ecstasy in winter. It's quiet, but the roots are down there riotous. And it's got artwork where the roots are very colorful and have flowers like the potential of spring while the um, surface, the tree and the plant itself is in hibernation. And that's kind of how I feel uh, when I'm inside in the winter. I'm like busy as a little bee organizing, getting my nest ready for all of the things that will happen in the spring. And we really do live with the seasons here. So I'm lighting some candles that I just bought and they smell wonderful. And I'm listening to music and I'm industrious in my craft room. And I'm looking at my house, looking at ways for it to be a fresh new beginning for 2019 with decor. And I'm going to change some of the wall art. I'm going to order some pictures from wedding and graduation. I'm going to put up some more modern and cool things. And I have lots and lots and lots of ideas. Did I say lots? Maybe I should say lots again. <laughs> I want to macrame some valances and maybe put some pom-pom and beaded and macrame. Uh, we used to, they look like um, curtains. Put them up as valances in some of my big old windows and just bring this modern house, old house into a modern vibe or a vibe for my idea of modern. And that's kind of the things that I've been up to. What have you been up to? Are you doing the big scramble before gift giving? Are you going to tons of concerts? It's everybody at work has children and they're scrambling for all of the concerts and plays and activities and programs. And I have been extremely zen. Yeah, almost too zen. So zen that I had to inject a little life into my thoughts about how wonderful winter and Christmas can be. I've been sewing for Christmas and I'm going to say that um, the people who are going to receive the, the sewn gifts are not listening, but it is a fabulous pattern on Etsy called Clever Whoppet. And I will do my best to link it directly to the Etsy shop in the show notes. Clever Whoppet is a bag, but it's a bucket and you can pull the drawstrings on it and have the top shut. You can personalize it. You can update it. You could add a quilt block to it. You could just sew it plainly with fabulous fabric. Clever Whoppet. I messed up the first one because I can't read. I've decided that I've done my own patterns and my own things for so long that I can't read a pattern. Um, I need to take the time to thoroughly read the directions and highlight things that I don't miss. Uh, you know, I visually get distracted sometimes with photos and I miss maybe important lines of patterns. Sometimes it happens in magazines a lot because it's in columns. But this is a fabulous pattern, well-written, beautiful pictures. You 
will not believe the price. It was like $3.50 USD on Etsy. So go support Clever Wapit. If your friends need a project bag or one that stands up as a snips bucket, it's fully lined, has some interfacing, or you could quilt it, whatever you want to do. It's amazing. I would love to make a million of these and use up all my little orphan blocks in my <laughs> drawer. Um, I may try that on the next couple Wapit bags. So Clever Wapit. That's what I've been sewing. I have not done any quilting. I've been slowly joining the Shibori houses together in rows. So that's going to probably come together quickly after my Christmas sewing. I don't know. I just had needed a break from long arming. And sometimes it's a physical thing. And um, this month it's been physical. As well as I just needed a mental break from it. You know, every once in a while you can get... A little burnt out on making things or doing the same things for a decade and long arming I just needed a little break it's been a great fall that I've only had a few things and I have lots of things coming so I'm just enjoying my little time of sewing and making almost instant gratification projects with the wreaths and the buckets and I will be ready to rock and roll with the long arming after Christmas I have a batting, I have a backing, and I have my border quilt along. That quilt is on the frame, ready to be to be done pretty quickly. And then I have a couple more of my own. And I want to work on mini quilts for 2019. Mini, as in tiny. And I want to follow along with the Quilt Cabana's Challenge for Art Quilts. I just thought it would be fun to spread my wings a little bit, to really try doing something totally different. And um, the quilting cabana. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, Sandy. Anyway, Sandy podcast about that. And I'm gonna put a link to her podcast. And um, one of these days, I'm gonna actually be a consummate professional and get people's names right on their podcast. It's funny how Yep, the Quilt Cabana Corner. That is the name of her podcast. And so I will put that in the show notes if you're interested in following along. But I want to make tiny ones, things about the size of your hand, almost like a diary. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm not going to say I'm going to do one a week. I know people who do. And my friend at work, Alice, um, has the quilting arts magazines that she's subscribed to and is letting me read them when she's done. And I've been pretty inspired by a lot of the art quilts that are in there. So I thought 2019 can be the year of trying new things and doing mini quilts. I'm going to try to keep them small, less than two feet. And the art quilts, I want them to be postcard size, really. And practice different things. They'll be pretty detailed. Maybe even some multimedia stuff with paints and stamps and zentangles and all the goodness that can be on an art quilt. And keep it like a diary. Maybe I'll put them on a, a string and make them like a um, bunting. Because, you know, I'm totally in love with buntings. And I think it would be fun. Put them on a ring. Then I can do uh, tr trade them out during the seasons or colors or whatever. So that's my thoughts. What I've been thinking about for the next year. Um, which is not really different from the year 
when I start my New Year's thoughts in the fall in September, because when school starts to me, that feels like New Year. But the one thing I am um, thinking about is what to do with my blog. And I've been using it as a, a um, kind of a gathering space where I can have the link to the store and I put links to the podcast and maybe a little bit about my life with a few pictures. And I think I'm going to continue that, but I really want to practice some more writing and articles and interesting things. So I'm just wondering, do people read blogs anymore? Um, I know a lot of people who have let their blogs go, but I also know a lot of people who are making a commitment in 2019 to blog and make it more about reading. So let me know what your thoughts are on that, because I've been waffling on it for a while and I do like writing. So maybe I could do, you know, more writing. I kind of like writing little stories and things that are maybe semi-based on what's going on in my life, but more fictional stories and articles and just silliness. I do a lot of things that are strictly silly because I like I like to do them. So let me know your thoughts about the blog. Uh, my YouTube channel is just going to be supportive videos for my blog. That's not changing. I don't think I'm going to like make a big effort in making that to be a full-blown, all-inclusive YouTube channel. That just, that's an incredible amount of work. And I take my hats off to people who do that. So I wanted to end today with the thought that um, it's a little bit of a hibernation time. Um, I can't do as much reading anymore. I can do a lot of listening. Um, it has to do with my middle ear problem and reading for long periods of time it actually gives me vertigo. Um, that's why I do well with um, Twitter and short reading things on the internet. But I do like to watch shows on TV. And one of the things that I'm watching is on Netflix. And it's called Big Ideas, Small Spaces. And Monty Don is the National Gardener celebrity of England. And I particularly love this show I don't know what it is. I think Monty is so upbeat and happy. I haven't tried watching his international shows where he goes to France and Italy and looking at people's gardens. But this show is about everyday amateur gardeners who have a backyard that have nothing's been done to it or it's a complete disaster. And they have a big idea and they do most of the work themselves. Monty does not come in and do the work. He gives advice. He helps them. Maybe you should edit this down because most people have too many big ideas in a small space. And he gives planting advice. And what was great was the one that spoke to me this week. And if you've been reading my blog or anything, you'll know that I am fascinated with follies, F-O-L-L-I-E-S. And follies were done during the Victorian period and even before for a couple hundred years, according to the show. And I've seen other shows about the follies in people's gardens in England. And they were actually little tiny houses, um, even bigger than what they, um, what people call Wendy houses. They were built like little miniature castles or ruins or things that were just absolutely had no purpose but to be over the top and a large structure 
around a fabulous garden. Now, I don't live in a place where you can have a fabulous garden because it gets very cold below zero Fahrenheit here. And I have fairy gardens, so I'm like, you know, I've always loved follies. And then, in fact, I made a quilt once. It was one of my first improv pieces about a folly and making it new. And it was uh, Garden Prince and, and his improv. So I want to do something along that line more in my garden. So I'm fascinated in the winter to prep for gardening in the spring. I love gardening in the spring and by June, July, I'm kind of done and let it grow and enjoy it. But how can I make my little fairy garden, which they need to, the the wood needs to be replaced in the raised beds and make it into almost like a folly. I love the ruin idea. And my husband has a limestone patio out there that he laid and it looks very old. I have lots of old branches. Um, maybe they do things called stumperies. I've never heard of it before, but they use old stumps and they fill in the cracks with plants, alpine plants and soil and plants grow in the stumps and I have stacked concrete that I have plants growing in and around. So, you know, I'm going to run with this idea for spring. I love the idea of a folly. And what Monty said in this show, you should watch the show. It's so much fun. I think it's season three, about the third or fourth episode. He looked at the lady and said this was an absolutely bonkers idea that he loved so much. And that if she ran with it and took it to completion, it would be the most fabulous thing. Now, she spent an incredible amount of money because she hired a bricklayer and really did put a ruin uh, in their garden. And then they planted plants in the ruin. I can't go that far, but I can do something in that same spirit. And by the end, every show, he just talks about triumph over the hardships of gardening, the beauty, every person's vision coming true, and that their big idea they followed through and it came to fruition for everyone to enjoy, usually the family or even community because some of them are community-based things. I love this show. Um, it's it, it just speaks to me. Now, do you have any shows like that you can share with me? I've been watching um, other nature shows, um, things about documentaries and history. Um, my husband is into a lot of the other shows that are very popular right now, like Game of Thrones, um, Vikings, The Last Kingdom, things like that. But I find them to be very violent and that very they disturb me. So I don't watch them. So I'm looking for kind and uplifting shows that are probably like an hour, hour and a half um, my daughter suggested I watch The Crafty, nailed it because it's hilariously funny. So I'm going to try looking at that. I've only watched a couple of the shows, but they are pretty funny. And um, um, just let me know if it's on Netflix or on regular cable TV. Please leave me a comment. I'm always looking while I'm nesting and doing handwork in the winter for very fun things to watch. I would like to encourage everyone to take the time to enjoy your season. If you're in North America or the Northern Hemisphere like me and we're in the hibernation mode, um, let's find some fun things to make our homes cozy. And I'm going to keep reading my Cozy Minimalist as I edit things out after the great remodel happens at the end of the month. Not that I'm nervous about it or anything. And um, if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, 
Do you hibernate in the hot summers? Um, Because sometimes I do and I did when I lived in a hot area. But where I'm at now, summer is like 90 to 120 days of perpetual motion, of being outside. I'm craving sunlight right now, just dreaming about the time when I lived in a hot southwestern state um, in my 20s and I'm really hoping there's sun when I go visit the kids in Virginia (laughs) over Christmas. But I also know that the sun can be brutal and that you need time away from it. So tell me what you do in your summers, if it's your summer and how busy you are, or if you are in hibernation state like I am, and how you're making your hibernation the most exciting time. Because... It really is for me. It's the things I love to do while I'm hibernating, nesting, and making my home ready to spring forth into its full potential, as well as all the ideas and crafts that I get. So everybody, take time to be crafty every day and quilt on, everyone. Feel free to leave comments at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and at that blog or webpage I will also put the show notes and links to some of the things that we talked about and I would love to see you on Instagram my name is Vicki L Holloway Quilting there I do have a Twitter account as well as um, my public Facebook page where I talk about everything including that fabulous article about middle-aged women during the 50s and 60s. So everyone have a most wonderful week.